Have you ever wondered what something is all about? So it was probably two weeks ago. I noticed on the calendar that there was an event scheduled. Emily and I share a calendar. And on the calendar, there was an event scheduled. It was a Friday night, and it said Christmas party. And so I thought, I think this must be her work Christmas party. Well, a couple days later, Emily came to me and she said, I need to go to the store to buy an ugly sweater. So you have to understand, I'm cheap. Like, I'm cheap. And I may wear an ugly sweater, but it's not because I think it's ugly. So uh, I, don't, I don't like this idea of getting an ugly sweater. And Emily's saying, I need an ugly sweater. And so my question was, well, what is this really about? Is it about your Christmas party? Is it about your ugly sweater? What are we doing here? I wanted to know what it was about so that I was prepared for what I was going to be walking into. We need to understand what it's all about. And you're all here on a Saturday, so that means that you probably want to know, what is this all about? Why are we at church on a Saturday? Well, let's get into that. So you can turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Pastor David wrapped up with Mary's song, and I want to begin right after the birth of John the Baptist. So I want you to listen to the question that was on the audience's mind right after the birth of John the Baptist. Starting in Luke chapter 1, verse 66, it says, Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. They had a question. Their question was, what is it all about? Weird things are going on. Special things are going on. This is out of the ordinary. What is it all about? And Zechariah, led by the Holy Spirit, gives one of the best, I think, illustrations, explanations for what this is all about. So listen as we look at Zechariah's song, starting in Luke 1, verse 67. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us. In the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Zechariah proclaimed what this is all about. And as we look at Zechariah's prophecy, if you look at verses 68 through 73, what you can see is that Zechariah proclaimed that we can be confident that God keeps his promises. We can have a confidence that God keeps his promises. 
if you look in your Bibles between the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew, there's probably one page. That one page spans hundreds of years. You see, things had gotten quiet for Israel before Jesus. They had had prophets, had lots of prophets, who had spoken and had prophesied, had promised that Israel's Redeemer was coming, that there was coming a time when Israel would experience a just and righteous king, somebody who would come in the line of David and redeem the people. And then Malachi comes to a close, and there's utter and complete silence. Until John the Baptist bursts on the scene. And Zechariah identifies exactly what's going on. In verse 6, he says, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people. God keeps his promises. He kept his promise to Israel. He kept his promise to Abraham. And that God made from Abraham, he raised a horn of salvation and made Abraham's descendant, Jesus, a blessing to all people. God kept his promise. Going on, though, in Zechariah's prophecy, in verses 74 through 75, what I see is a confidence that we can have, a confidence in the righteousness that we so desperately need from God. Zechariah continues on, and he talks in verse 75 about the holiness and righteousness. And if you look backwards to verse 74, what he says is that this Savior, this Redeemer who's coming, God himself, is coming to rescue us from the land of our enemies and enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness. Think about this for a minute. The God of the universe. We serve the God of the universe. Think for a minute about who you are as a sinner. We've all sinned. We've all sinned today. As sinners before the God of the universe. If you are standing before the God of the universe in your sin, that's scary. That's real fear. But Zechariah said, the Savior, Jesus, gives us the ability. He enables us to serve the God of the universe without fear because we serve in holiness and righteousness. Not my holiness, not my righteousness. The holiness and righteousness of Jesus. This Christmas, we can be confident that God has provided righteousness. Not your righteousness, his righteousness for you. It's God's righteousness that we desperately need. It's God's righteousness that he has provided for us. Actually, Zechariah's prophecy is striking. Because if you look at verses 76 through 79, Zechariah speaks of the most significant provision 
that Christ makes for us. Salvation. Talking to John, it says, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. To give his people the knowledge of salvation. Jesus is salvation. What's the point? The people had asked the question when John was born. What kind of child is this going to be? And Zechariah had answered it. The point, though, wasn't John. The point was that John would be the forerunner for the Savior to give his people the knowledge of salvation. Where does that salvation come from in verse 77? Through the forgiveness of their sins. Jesus is the reason. Jesus is the point because he gives forgiveness from sin. Why? In verse 78, because of the tender mercy of our God. This Christmas, as you think about the birth of Jesus, babies bring up an idea in the back of our minds, in the back of my mind at least, of tenderness. I think of a tender, loving mother. I think of the tenderness associated with the baby. The tenderness should remind us of God's tender mercy. Sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Sending Jesus to be born as a baby. Born for the purpose of dying. Born to save us. So what do we do? We need to be confident. Confident that God keeps his promises. Confident that God provides righteousness that we need. Confident that God provided the Savior, Jesus. What's the point? The point is that we celebrate our Savior, the birth of our Savior. But as we celebrate his birth, let's not forget that he is our Savior. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus. You sent him born to die. Born to be our Savior. And your tender, your loving mercy. You looked upon us individually as sinners. And you provided a Savior. And so as we celebrate Christmas, let us not forget it is all about Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.